Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego, California. And I am Charlotte Pressler, and I am the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And we've got no friends today. That's all right, because we have things to talk about today. We've got plenty to talk about. Yeah. We actually, you know what? We don't have room for a guest today. That's right. In this show. That's what I'd say. Although, we isn't have, there always room for everyone at the line, table? That's true. <laughs> but we've got a line of guests out the door, and yes. we won't even let any one of them in because we don't have time for them. Not today. Not today. Mm-mm. Next week, though, we need guests. So. Today, we need to talk about big changes and today, upcoming news. we got stuff to tell you. Uh, so today, uh, whatever day you're listening to it, we are. this podcast is coming out the week of February 16th, which is the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. It is also, again, even more dangerously close to Lent. Yes. Uh, which starts on the 26th, Ash Wednesday of February. So uh, we are here to tell you about two important things coming up. Number one is, uh, if you've been following along with the year of discipleship in San Diego, mm-hmm. you'll know that as the season changes to Lent, the focus of that year of discipleship will shift from the way of love pray area to the way of love turn area and in that uh shift we'll hear from we'll have a special episode of the faith to go podcast yes again joined by bishop susan brown snook the bishop of the diocese of san diego and so that will come out on ash wednesday so that'll come out in the middle of the week of that last week of february so keep an eye out for that that'll be a special conversation with her um, about the way of love, the area of turn, the season of Lent, some of the offerings that will be up on the website, uh, discipleshipedsd.org. You yes. can check those out. Wherever you are in the country, you don't have to be in the Diocese of San Diego. You can check them out. You can uh, take part. You can use any of those resources that you want. And then the second offering, which mm-hmm. is really exciting because it came from our listeners, yes. um, people that engage both with the podcast and with the offerings that are available online, um, is that it would be a value to have the resources and the podcast the week before so that they could be used in a ministry context. Mm-hmm. So as David and I sat and talked and visited about this and considered what that would be, we really want to make that offering possible. That means that February 23rd, we will be covering the gospel for March 1st, um, and that here forward, it will take that model. So you will get, you will go to church on Sunday, you will hear the reading, um, and then you'll come home and have the opportunity to hear us discuss the next week's gospel, reflecting on it throughout your week. And then when you get to church, hopefully able to contextualize it maybe a little differently when you hear it. Having had, having had a whole week of discussion and reflection about the gospel for six days leading up to hearing about it in church rather than six days after hearing it in the context of worship. And that also means that you'll have access to the resources across all of the ages, mm-hmm. the prayer practices, all of that information will be coming out prior right. to the week that you will hear it in church. That's right. So that means that this year, 2020, mm-hmm. year A of, of the lectionary cycle, there will be no such thing as the last Sunday of Epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) We're just cutting it out. So we're going to skip it in order to get into this new uh, schedule where we do 
uh, the podcast for the week following the release of the podcast rather than the week previous to the to the release of the podcast. And so. just for clarity's sake, we are skipping it on the Faith to Go podcast. Right. But in actual real life, there will be a last Sunday of Epiphany. We don't actually get That's to true. skip that. That's true. It, it will happen in the world. <laughs> yes. In other places. Yes. But we will bear no witness to its <laughs> existence. <laughs> okay? Yes. So for us, Epiphany ends uh, after six Sundays. Today. Yeah. Today, this is the last Sunday after Epiphany for the Faith to Go podcast. And then next, when you hear this podcast next, it will be for the first Sunday of Lent, March 1st, which will come out February 23rd. So uh, I think that's it. So those are our two big announcements, discipleshipedsd.org. Check it out. That's the year of discipleship in the Diocese of San Diego 2020, where we're following those way of love areas throughout the year. As we turn to Lent, we will turn to the turn area of the way of love. And then... We will also be shifting the way that we do the Faith to Go podcast, not actually how we do it, but just the order that it comes out, when it comes out. And so you'll be getting all the resources and the podcast in the week leading up to uh, the gospel that we discuss instead of the week following. Now, we have a gospel to discuss for today for uh, the gospel that uh, you've probably already heard in church, if you went to church. Um and that is for the fifth Sunday after Epiphany, as I said, and it continues in Matthew chapter 5, which we heard to be the second part of last week, and we'll hear another part today. It is Matthew five twenty-one to 37. Charlotte is going to read it, and then we're going to each take some time to discuss a point and then come together for a third point. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 to 37. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, You fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar... If you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, 
You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, Do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your words be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. Mm. Yes, yes, or no, no. Yes. 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 (laughs) Uh, Okay, so. um, A challenging gospel today. Yeah. Yes, Jesus is bringing the heat. He's got some strong thoughts Mm -hmm. about a number of things, and he's Mm -hmm. sharing them with us. Uh, And so we're going to work together on digesting a few of them. Uh, And just just for context's sake, this is still the Sermon on the Mount, uh, this big chunk of Jesus doing this teaching, which was such a significant part of his ministry. Matthew has consolidated into this into this big uh, part that starts in chapter 5. It began with the Beatitudes, which we didn't hear from a couple weeks ago, and then last week it continued with being the salt of the earth, the light of the world, uh, not a uh, not a stroke of the law passing away and Jesus not coming to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And we'll continue with that theme and, and dive into that idea as it pertains to this section for our third point, which we'll do together. Um, but this is, you know, this is then just kind of continuing. It's just, it just keeps going because he's going to keep doing this uh, teaching uh, for you know, a number of chapters in Matthew's gospel before he kind of hits the road in moving around in ministry again. So Charlotte has the first point. I do. For today. And my first point actually comes in the very first section of the reading. And well, let's start with what it says. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. So this week, as I reflected on this gospel in preparation for Faith to Go, and I considered all of the ways in which we're pushed in this gospel, um, definitely more pushing than pulling for me in this one, um, I had the gift of an experience last night at the youth group at Christ Church that really helped me define what I wanted to talk about today. And that was that we were actually exploring the story of Joseph in the Old Testament and his coat of many colors. And we were talking about forgiveness and trust and reconciliation and how those things are similar and how we can sometimes have one without the other and the call that we all hear towards reconciliation in our life. And sometimes we listen for that call and we heed it, and other times we choose to walk away from it because we're not ready, because it's too hard. But there's lots of ways in which we can choose to not be reconciled with people. And what's interesting in this reading when Jesus is talking here is when he names, so when you are offering your gift at the altar, well, bringing a gift, a sacrifice to the altar was no small thing. 
if you have made your trek in with mm-hmm. your animal sacrificed and you get to the altar and you realize that your brother or your sister has something against you and you're supposed to leave it there and then go and be reconciled, this is a big ask. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a serious and a big commitment, and it really names how important that reconciliation is. It's more important than the offering that you are about to make, and, you're, and it's more important because the offering is about your connection to God, mm-hmm. and it's much harder to be connected to God when we have put something as a barrier in our heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And barriers between us and God often take the shape of barriers between us and other human beings. So when we are hurt, when we are angry, when someone has done us wrong, then that's a barrier between us and them and Mm -hmm. between us and God. And in this reading, it says, when your brother or your sister has something against you, Well, I'm a little uncomfortable with the fact that nowhere does it say in here that I've been offended and hurt too, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? There's two sides to every story, Jesus. I just want to name that. Um, And perhaps if my brother or my sister has something against me, well, maybe there was something that came first in that, that deeply wounded and injured me, or maybe it was a misunderstanding and they took me out of context. Um, But what I hear in this is I sit and I look at it and I process it and all of it's difficulty is that that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. um, that it's the reconciliation is what matters, the forgiveness is what matters, that ripping up this barricade that is between me and this other person also rips up the barricade that's between me and God, mm-hmm. and that I need to do that so that I can be in that relationship. And in doing that, I also enable myself to feel more whole again, too. Mm-hmm. Because even though I feel wounded by whatever this other person has done, by going and seeking the reconciliation, I open myself up to that fulfillment, Mm -hmm. um, that connection, and that grace that not only is offered to the other person, but then in turn is offered to me. Yeah. Yes. So I am... The thing that... The one that struck me was um, this part about divorce, which is challenging and then to me to reframe it and think about it differently is very life-giving and wonderful so i'm divorced i got married when i was how old was i 20 22 i got divorced when i was 26 and i'm married now again as you probably know if you've listened to the podcast and i have a son named george mary lynn has been on the podcast you know mary lynn uh, is great yeah that's that's the thing you know, mm-hmm. it's like I read this and and at face value, it looks like Jesus is saying divorce is bad. Don't do it. And in my experience, divorce was painful mm-hmm. and hard, but also really good, mm-hmm. necessary, mm-hmm. helpful, spiritually deepening. It made it helped me to grow. It transformed me. Um, so there's so this is. To me, the the great Anglican the great Anglican thing that we can be is to say, well, this scripture is important. I'm not going to cut it out, but my experience says something different. So how can I reconcile these two things? How can I give them? How can they exchange? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started thinking about it like this: if if all this stuff is about relationship, then maybe. What Jesus is not doing here is trying to preserve the institution of marriage. And actually, it seems 
pretty clear that he's not that excited about the institutionalization of any of these laws as ends in and of themselves. That the laws themselves are a means to an end, which is relationship with God and with one another. And not just relationship with God and one another, but equality and justice in relationships, in all relationships in the world. So imagine then that we reframe this teaching on divorce from the perspective of <clears throat> Jesus's and God's preferential mm-hmm. treatment of the poor and the oppressed. So, from the perspective of our current context, <clears throat> where there's more equality amongst genders than there was then. Right. Certainly not complete. But better. Right. And what I'm going to say is not going to sound like totally alien to our context either. <laughs> but but in this, in what Jesus is saying is he's talking about giving a letter of divorce, a certificate of divorce, a man giving that to his wife. And that that was all, so in the Jewish law then, all you needed based on the laws and the Hebrew scriptures and Deuteronomy, Leviticus, those things, all you needed to do to, for a man to divorce, a woman could not divorce a man, number one. A woman also, it with, without relationship to a man, had no land, no wealth, no power. A woman just on her own in this culture was, the, was completely vulnerable and at the whim of the power structures at, that existed. Mm-hmm. So, so all a man needed to do was to prove any kind of little thing that, was, um, that he didn't find pleasing about his marriage which could be the most dumb thing in the whole world. It, there were no good laws governing this thing, right? So on a whim, he could write a letter of divorce to his wife, and she would be just totally cut off and thrown to the margins of mm-hmm. society. So if we think about this from the perspective of Jesus taking the side of women, Jesus is not so much trying to, uh, trying to codify the institution of marriage and its importance, but instead trying to shed light on the primacy of justice for all people to say that you can't just do whatever you want men in marriage you can't just do whatever you want and throw away women and use them then i think it's not so much about whether i got divorced or not but my relationship to other people and and the equality amongst genders and the equality in relationship between people who are more and less vulnerable so, um, this well, is about social justice. This is about justice and, and, the, and equality and liberation from oppression in the whole world. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I think that gets into th- point number three. Yes. Or at least it would make it helpful for us to, to talk about yeah. point number three, mm-hmm. which I think instead of picking a specific area of this scripture to discuss what David and I want to talk about in this is kind of the premise of how this whole section of laws and guidance from Jesus is laid out. And so it's we had previously heard in last week's gospel that Jesus was call, has come not to abolish the laws, but to raise them up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've already had that language. And then in this whole passage of scripture that we have a lot of his affirming the law, 
naming the consequence, but then expanding on it to name the morality behind it. Mm -hmm. So that it's not so much about what the specific law and infraction and punishment look like, but the reason why those things are important. Mm -hmm. So like, Starting with murder, right? Mm -hmm. Like it says, no. Good place to start. Yeah, right. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And But not only don't do that, but then let's talk, take it back to what is the root cause of why this action has taken place. And that is the naming of this deep and festering anger, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and Jesus says, don't do that either. Right. Mm -hmm. And to pull that forward into our day and age and to consider what that looks like, you know, when is when is a time that you have been innately, viscerally angry uh, at someone, perhaps without cause? And I mean, I think that there's people who would name that sometimes operating their vehicle mm -hmm. brings them to that place. Sure. Um, sometimes having political conversations brings people to that place. Mm -hmm. Sometimes seeing um, the disparity between classes and types of people brings people to that place. But naming that the relationships and the people are more important and that we are called not to respond out of anger, but to lead, lead into all things with love mm -hmm. and how we speak to each other matters and the maintaining and informing of relationships is what colors all of this. Right, and so when Jesus says, just in the section right before this, leading into this, it's Jesus saying, I did not come, like you said, I am not here to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So mm -hmm. this is Jesus, like, filling it up. Like, the law is not bad. It is a great, it's a container, and Jesus is trying to fill it up with more realities, with to, to, to fill the, to, like, color it in, almost, you know, to give it more context and texture. And so, like... The law, like, not, okay, if my goal today is to not murder anybody, I have been doing a great job <laughs> my whole life. Yes, you have. Also, pretty low bar. Mm -hmm. If our goal is relationship with God, if our goal is relationship with one another, if our goal is relationship with ourselves, if our goal is peace and justice and transformation, if my only guiding principle is to not kill somebody then I don't really have to do very much. No. You know, and so Jesus is trying to hold us to a higher spiritual and relational standard, saying that it's not enough to just not kill somebody. Right. There's something more to it than that, because there's all these other ways that, that's a big way that we hurt relationship. Right. Certainly. But there's a whole lot of other smaller ways that we're destroying relationship with one another that isn't this ex these extremes. You know, maybe you haven't, uh, maybe if, because what Jesus is pulling from the Ten Commandments, right? So maybe you haven't committed adultery, but if you are objectifying people, mm -hmm. how painful is this? How are you going to build relationship with the person that you've objectified, right? And so he's saying, and so we get to this point in here saying, not only don't do adultery, but if you look at another person lustfully, then that is that is painful. And not God doesn't like it. That's not why you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it because it hurts you. Mm -hmm. It's painful in that moment. I can't have a genuine, authentic, equal relationship with the person that I just see as an object. Right. No matter what no matter what we do. It's just not gonna happen. So again, it's not just Jesus adding to the list of things that God likes or doesn't like. So that was three points. Mm -hmm. uh, point number one was Charlotte's, and it was about reconciliation, the importance above everything else of 
deepening in relationship to one another of forgiveness and reconciling with one another when we know that there are barriers between us because the barriers between us are the same as the barriers between us and God. Number two was mine, and it was about this teaching on divorce and thinking about it more through the lens of, not so much through the lens of the institution of marriage, but through the lens of the importance of justice and equality uh, for the oppressed and uh, the people who are most vulnerable in society that Jesus is teaching about. And number three was about just generally the feeling of this section uh, and the importance of framing it within the context of Jesus coming to fulfill, to build up, to fill in the law with, with the depth of importance of relationship amongst everything else uh, than just kind of a list of things to do. So that was a long gospel. We're not going to read it again. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear it again, I encourage you to go back to the beginning of the podcast, listen to Charlotte, read it one more time through and see if you hear anything different after hearing that discussion. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, we would love to hear any of your questions, comments, or stories from your week of faith discussion or reflection. You can email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can contact us through the website where you can also find all the faith to go resources myfaith2go.org, and you can also contact us through and follow us on Instagram at faith2go. Make sure you go rate and review this podcast. We'll be back in your feed next week, February 23rd, with the podcast for the Gospel from March 1st, which is Lent number one. And until then, we say goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. everybody.